Mailbag. I love a good mailbag. Mailbag. Mail. Mailbag. Mail. What is that? Paul, is that a restoration hardware catalog in your hand? Yes, it is. Love mailbag. Mailbag. All right, so Richard, we got a we got a letter. You ready? Subject: AI risk. Oh Lord! It's from Peter Walson. Peter okay. Walson, okay. Sounds hello, Peter. Thank you for writing in, and thank you for listening. Hey, Pete, how you doing? How you doing, Pete? All right, hello, Mister Ziadi Ford. I appreciate the advisory service you have provided thus far in regards to the prolonged hysteria the world is experiencing as relates to the latest incarnation of the term AI. This statement and the signatories do give me pause, as I suspect all the way these folks talk about AI encompasses all the things you've been discussing on your podcast from post like days to now. Could you perhaps provide in a future podcast your perspective on this statement? Quote, mitigating the risk of its extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. And that comes from safe.ai slash statement dash on dash AI dash risk. Thank you. Yours sincerely. So, Rich. All right. Are we extinct yet? Can we end this? Is it over? Is the AI apocalypse upon us? Let's get one thing out of the way. Okay. 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 Um, to use the term extinction. Right. Uh, is a hell of a thing. I don't know who the Center for AI Safety is. Oh, A.K.A. It, it, Safe.ai. It's the regular suspects of, you know, the wild thing with AI is everybody's like, man, ah, boy, you got to regulate this. And it's just, it's essentially like someone just constantly just, just huffing paint and then turning to you with their face all covered in silver going, we got to regulate it, man. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think standing up a, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's a for-profit consultancy or a non-profit foundation. Oh, no, it's, it, it's a non-profit foundation, but let's be clear. All boundaries such as that are, are kind of meaningless okay, at a so, certain scale. You know what the, where the alarm bell goes off is extinction. It's like, let's all just take a breath. But I understand the anxiety. And I, I want to make, I want to, essentially break this response into two chapters. Okay. One chapter is um, where most of my anxiety would be. And another is where I think it's overblown. So the chapter where I think my anxiety would be is here's what we have learned around humans and innovation and advancement in technologies. Okay. Uh, we are really good at creating these things that tend to branch out in a like exponential fractal like manner mm. and get away from us. And then we all of a sudden wake up like, whoa, oh boy. Oh, geez. Well, I didn't expect that. Wow, I thought that... we were just going to share like tuna casserole pictures on social media. I didn't expect an Egyptian revolution that there, was ill founded. There was an amazing um, Onion article at the beginning of Trump's campaign. Yeah. Like years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And the article is just, it's a picture of Donald Trump and the headline is, admit it, you just want to see how far this thing will go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so what you had was, you know, 
was there an evil cabal that was behind Facebook all of a sudden upending governments and spreading misinformation from the get-go? No. It was a bunch of knuckleheads who were good at PHP. Hey, I can make this real simple. Like, we know this is a culture. What is the road to hell paved with? Like buttons? Good intentions. Here's where I end up with this. There is a nerd fantasy of absolute power because the computer seems to be animate. It's a magical device and it, you see yourself reflected in it. And then you see that these tools, you can hypothesize how, if the brain is just a computer, how a computer could become brain-like. And once brain-like, it will simply absorb all world resources, take control, and why would it need humans? Yeah. I, I, but I think that like that I'm on year 25 of that fantasy and I'm, I've seen communities literally come and go around that fantasy. It, it, it fulfills an emotional and religious need that humans have. And it's also when you go out to the, God bless our West coast friends, but they often don't read books that don't have numbers in the title, like four days, something. And like, Mm. You know, 25 methods to like Soylent in a month. Will yeah, everything your... in a month, right? I'm at like, okay, is it an extinction level event? And what I love with this is they always tend to neglect. It's like, oh, really? Because you, you've you kind of knocked all the other extinction level events out of the park, like nuclear war, asteroids. We solved that. Yeah. Climate change. No, no, this comes first. Did you know that a 747 can land itself? Yes, I did know that. Like it can yeah. fully land. I yeah. don't think it could taxi to the gate. Yeah. That's a little much, but it'll land itself just perfectly. It can't it can't seat people. Yeah. You can't it can't yeah. actually get them on the plane. Or like, give you like dry roasted peanuts no, at the right it, moment. It can, they don't know where to put your bag, but it can land itself. It can land itself. Here's what I think is happening. So let, let's You know what I hate about air travel? No, I'm sorry, just yeah, don't do that. Um or not so that here's podcast. what I think I, I think is being asked. Like when you say extinction, and the truth is we are extremely diligent around where humans have to put their hands on the wheel. Like to this day, even as tech has gotten more and more advanced, um, there are very clear lines um, around how that works. I have the best analogy I can give you here, not an analogy, it's an example. A technology example is my power washer. I'm going to Take us on a little power washing journey. First of all, is it artificially intelligent? It's not. No? But it has a mechanism that I think we're going to adhere to, is my guess. Um, and that mechanism is this. The power washer, if you are wearing, if you're barefoot or wearing open-toed shoes, will rip your toe off. You can actually kill yourself with a power washer. It's extremely high-pressure yeah. water shooting out to clean your yard or whatever. And the way... My power washer works, and I think they all work this way, unless you get like a professional one. I'm going to guess you bought a relatively good power washer, though. It was like 200 bucks. So oh, I don't know, okay. Is that a lot for a power washer? I have no idea. In I really world, couldn't tell you. Exactly. I'm gonna no, guess, there, were, there I'm are gonna, much more expensive. I'm going to guess 200 is like a nice middle of the road. Nice middle of the road. And here's the thing about the power washer. You can't turn it on and wave it around. You actually have to hold it down to shoot the water. Oh, it turned it like it won't shoot water. It's exhausting. It's yeah. you actually have to keep the trigger tight in your hand to keep shooting water out. Why? Because if 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 some if my son yells, "Hey dad, what are you doing?" and I turn and wave towards him? Yeah. Like 
nonchalantly, I can take out a window and take him out too. Yeah, no, no. This is I. There's a switch on my um, tree trimmer. We're kind of nuts about safety switches. Yeah, there's yeah, this that's really right. sophisticated circular saw mechanism that if you put your finger on it, mm-hmm. it like ruins the saw. It has this mechanism that actually wrecks the saw in a split second. It's actually pretty cool. It's yeah. on. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this. We're actually pretty paranoid about machines getting away from us. And we have mechanisms in place around it. And he, like, another great example. We've hit a wall with self-driving cars. Well, that's very literal. I thought we would have turned the corner, but right now it seems like only Arizona, where there is nobody except like 11 coyotes, are willing to really give it a proper go. Actually, as of an hour ago, that's 10 coyotes because the (laughs) self-driving car test isn't going (laughs) so good. So I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of these policing mechanisms are in place. We won't let the 747 land itself. So many years ago, there was a book called Superintelligence by a writer named Nick Bostrom, which was about how the AIs could like, you know, the the classic one is the paperclip maximizer. You ever heard of the paperclip maximizer? Uh, I didn't know we were going to talk about adult entertainment, but here we are. No, (laughs) I've never heard of that. Let's say you make a machine. You say like, your job is to make as many paperclips as possible. That's your job machine. And then you get the AI module and you plug it in so that it makes paperclips even smarter. Right. And it goes, oh, wait, that's my job. I'm right. supposed to gather intelligence and make more paper clips. Right. My job is to turn every atom of existing things in the entire universe into paper clips. I better do that. Okay. So it's like it gets intelligent and it, it sort of enslaves all of humanity because and puts yeah. them to work making paper clips. Right. <laughs> when they made enough paper clips, it turns the people into paper clips and so on. Until the entire world is just one giant pile or the entire universe, sorry, is one giant pile of paper Got clips. Got it. It's a great game about this. Um Called, uh, I think, Universal Paperclips. Anyway, regardless. Uh, so it was, it's it's a book about that stuff. And I had to call this AI guy to, to get like a source or just to kind of riff on the review. And, uh, you know, do, do other people believe this? He's like, oh, you just couldn't. This is 10 years ago. He's like, it's just coming tomorrow. Right. It, was, it wasn't quite that. But it was just he was just like, yeah, you, you, you can't put blinders on here. And, and, right. and, and so ever since then, I've been kind of keeping my eyes open. And I just see pictures getting drawn and large language models and, and more and more humans can get faked out, but I don't see intelligence. I don't, I just don't see actual intelligence emerging and everyone keeps telling me that, no, no, it's right around the corner, but it's been so long. I don't think more CPUs at it actually gets you there. It doesn't. And and I think what's so, what's so interesting about it, when we say the word intelligence, um, I mean, there's knowledge, which is sort of the most basic form of intelligence, which is recallability and just, sure, you know, Google's very good at knowledge intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very good at it. If I type a movie name in, it gives me the world about that movie. Um, and then if, then there are other aspects of intelligence, but I want to, I want to, I want to demystify something here. And I think it, it's, what's throwing us off is the fact that this latest trend in AI is, um, very conversational and is sort of throwing us off oh, the in chat, the same way chat that bots it, and image creators and you say, Hey, draw me a picture of a cat. Especially the chat bot, yeah. which I think what's what's happening is like a cat seeing itself in the mirror kind of vibe. Yeah. It's like, oh who invited you here? 
That's not cool. Are you? Are you oh, yeah. you're moving. Are you're you, actually moving are you when I move. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And so I think I think that's throwing us off. Mm-hmm. So it's it it's feigning intelligence in it, not just intelligence, but almost a little bit of arrogant personality in the whole vibe of the thing. Yes. Right. And I think what we're doing as humans, which humans tend to do, is we're inferring intent. Yes. And when you infer intent, wait, wait a minute, you seem to have a plan. And when you infer intent, you can start to quickly draw up scenarios of malignant intent, like ill intent, negative intent. Right. As if the machine is like, oh, human, you thought you had boxed me in, but I will take this further. And it won't take it further, in fact. It's just going to do what these machines do. And it and what's happening right now, and I think a lot of the 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 anxiety is born out of this illusion that's in front of us right now, which is like this thing seems to have real agency, and obviously it doesn't. I gotta it's, tell you too, the people who are into this stuff, they either have no kids or they have like twenty kids, and and like, <laughs> and but no, because if we you spend a lot of time with a child, yeah, you realize how weird humans are, yeah. It's not like, can you draw me a picture of a snake? And it draws you a picture of a snake. You say, can you draw me a picture of a snake? And suddenly you're like getting someone to stop climbing a tree six, yeah. 65 feet away. Yeah. Really? Right. It's just humans are perverse bananas, like like social creatures. You cannot. Uh, what's, what's what makes them beautiful in a lot of ways. Right? Well, I, being a dad is something else. But <laughs> yes, enough. yes. Now look. So let's park the machines are going to turn on us for a minute. That's something we just have to train our brains to accept. That just because what is essentially a Google sentence writer is yeah. is throwing words at us, it does not have a hidden agenda. Like that's not what's going <laughs> it's on. Also, the problem is never the machine turning on you. It's the machine making things so easy that you sit there and consume carbohydrates. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, but that's true. That's right. Like the real, the real risk of AI is that you just will never leave your house because it'll be like, "Hey, it looks like you want more Hostess cupcakes." That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so if we park the, the like you know, evil machine has turned on me narrative, the classic science fiction narrative, yeah. then a lot of the like anxiety goes down. But there is still another issue. There is still another issue. Is that Humans tend to put those pr- protection mechanisms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and venture that the first power washers didn't have safety mechanisms. <laughs> well, there's, o- there's always a reason why the fences are. I remember I had a a teacher in high school, and he came up with the concept. He says, "I always like to think about food heroes, who is the, the you know, like literally the the prehistoric man who's like that mushroom looks good." No. <laughs> No, old bless his heart. Gronk didn't make it. Joe Shiitake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We named it after him. That guy, though, he was like, he was right, right? Yeah. And so, so we tend to step in the shit first before yeah, we put oh, those yeah. mechanisms and mechanisms that. in place. I mean, you know, I do. I can't imagine. Like, let's riff for one sec because the world that I just described, right? Here's what I could see. I could see like this is the number one AI uh, hospice care tool, and it'll it'll deliver morphine to you. Right? Like, I mean, yeah, you could see yeah, like, yeah. And then it's like, well, Granddad died six months sooner. He was actually fine. 
<laughs> right. And, uh, he sneezed. He sneezed. Yeah, the, so- the, the microphone on the AI machine yeah. picked up a sneeze. And he was really, he, he was happy, but it was over very <laughs> fast. And so we're going to sue you for $100 million. After that, suit, after that suit goes through, yes. then suddenly it'll be like, you know, maybe hospice isn't what AIs are supposed to yeah. do. So we're going to try a combinatorial range of options with all these new technologies to see where we can jam them in. That's what we do. That's capitalism. And like, we like that. I, I think, look, I, I think, I, I think we not real like risk, you and me personally, but we collectively as a society, I'm sure everybody's like hospice and AI, man, those are two tastes that go great together. I, look, you may be right because look, we, we, we let people start up companies and say, you can do this with a third less staff. Yeah. Right. And then here's the tool, right? And we tend to do that. But I remember, Theranos is like the perfect example there, right? I'm going to close it with two points. One is my, where my real anxiety lies and, and then counter it with why I'm more optimistic than not. Okay. My real anxiety lies in the fact that most of the damage done is by people to this day. Like there's a lot of stuff Facebook did whether intentional or not, that caused damage. Right. And what humans tend to do, and this is where my fear actually is, you want, you want to use the word existential risk, like extinction. I look at humans more than I look at machines. Humans with machines that have incredible capability, they will use them, right? Foreign actors have used our platforms to try to create division and disruption and whatnot. We'd probably do it to other countries. Like humans are really kind of the story here. I, I see this a lot with the climate stuff where everybody's like, we have to make change. We have to make change. We do. And in retrospect, we will have needed to, but we have never learned anything the easy way as a species ever. 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 ever and so, ever. and it's like, well, will the death toll be hundreds of millions? Yes, very possibly. Yes. Pause. Like, and I, I don't mean to like bring everybody down here, but like that's what we are. And every time we try to change it, somebody comes up and is like, "You can't change it." Yeah, you can't change it. And and here's, and so what am I optimistic about? What I'm optimistic about is that the adversarial system of law that we have tends to keep us in check. I'm going to tell you who's not going to tell lies about voting machines in the future. Other media is not going to do it. Yeah, because. The signal that was sent out, and frankly, I will sue the the power oh, washing oh, meaning, company because Fox News got in such a big pickle with the voting machines. I had to spend something seven hundred million dollars to get out of it, right? I, you know, I, I I looked at that, I was, and it, it, I didn't feel sad. I said, "Oh wow, I'm glad they got theirs and whatnot." What I felt was, "My my God, we needed that signal out." Yes, w- because now, like, if you're a true propaganda outlet, you have to actually still go check some basic facts. That's right. Once That's they right. got once they got those text messages where it's like. I don't care what the truth is. That was that was bad stuff. The warning label on the medicine bottle is not because the pharma company is really worried about your kids. They're worried about getting sued. Yeah. And the system that we have allows us to hold accountable people that have things that are powerful in their hands. Like, Thank God for lawyers, really. I mean, really every that's day. That's really like yeah. ultimately Pete Pete. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm an attorney. I don't practice, uh, but man, thank God for lawyers and thank God wow. for our like grossly litigious society. Um, uh, God bless. 
you just <laughs> I, I appreciate the way that you just took two of the worst things like AI culture in 2023. Yeah. Like, I know the answer. Lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody just if I was you, I would just go find a swimming pool. And... Paul, I, I'm a realist, man. I'm not going to rely on people's good graces to behave themselves with powerful tools. It, it's never happened in the history of mankind. Honestly, even secondary <laughs> tools. Like you could I'm, I'm some, you could start a nuclear war with a Commodore 64. Exactly. Exactly. Now, look, I, I think the more subtle example is like, whoa, I coded it to do a certain thing and I didn't expect it to get away from me. And we do let, tend to let tech get away from us. Yes. That here's is what, real. The, here's what I'd say. We all know the existential res risks and we're ignoring them too. Might as well ignore the one about AI. But also, deep down, I do believe that we underestimate nuclear risk. I believe that we extremely underestimate climate risk culturally. I don't think we're underestimating AI risk right now today. I think there could be some sea changes in how technology is deployed throughout the world that could definitely give you the willies. But for right now, I mean, it's a jump. It's a jump to get there. It's a jump. But, you know, someone that isn't that tech savvy watching that thing answer as if like you just attach voice well, but see to chat GPT and like, oh, good God. And look, we got to close this one out. But what actually happens, there's that. And then there is the community that gets high on their own supply. And they're like, this is it. We've created the ultimate super weapon. RIP landscapers, five AI tools that are going to change the way you mow your lawn. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it is an extinction level event for people who write really crappy sales emails. <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. Anyway, to our future AI overlords, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Peter, you... don't sweat it, man. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, relax. Worry about climate instead. Yeah. Uh, well, you have been listening to the Ziadi and Ford podcast sponsored by Aboard at Aboard.com. The podcast before this one dives deep into Aboard. It's this wonderful startup. It's also the sponsor of this podcast. It's also our venture. We're the founders of Aboard.com. Check it out. Sign up for the beta. And give us five stars if stars five stars is still a thing on the internet. Hey, you want to know something that happened with podcast listeners last week? I said if you DM'd us at Ziadi Ford or at a board, yep. that we would wave you in early to the demo. Yep. And uh, that happened. Yeah. Got a Keep. couple. I let you jump the line. So come on in. Come on in. Send us a message. Have a lovely week. <laughs>